Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> and sprained my ankle. 
really bad. So. Yeah, I think that's when you forgot that the baby gate was supposed to keep the baby in, not you. <laughs> it's a tricky gate. It's a three-foot-tall baby gate, so when you're only five foot and a couple of inches, yeah, you know, it gets tricky. Trust me, I, I completely understand. I have very short legs. So, yeah, I, I've had my share of leg, one leg over, getting the other leg, getting the other leg, getting the other leg, crap, crash. And laying on the floor looking up, kind of like, okay, will someone come please and come please help me back up, please. Okay. And here's our other co-host, Summerblade. <laughs> Hi, Summerblade. Oh, wow, you are really garbled. So, uh, Summer, do you have any pony news for this week? Oh. What? Are you using a speaker? I'm not. Oh, Miss Summer. Okay, because we're only catching, like, parts of what you're saying. Check something. I heard the, the words. I heard the words check something in one bar. Just falling out. I I heard phone out. How about now? Now I can hear you a little bit better, yeah. I can hear you now. Hold on. Oh, I have three bars in this row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm over at my friend's house and reception kind of sucks. Yeah, for some reason, some houses, when you call on a cell phone... It's like some houses are bad, some houses are good. Well, it's the E signals of any kind, so it has got to be right straight in the right place to get any kind of real good signal. Ah. Uh, but. So well, you know, you can always go into the bathroom Take your hand, put it on the shower curtain rod, stay 
stand with one foot up in the air. Let, let's try that one. Oh, okay. I will try that one. <laughs> Sorry, that comes from the one commercial about how, you know, the two people found the perfect apartment and the one person gets great reception while the other one only gets good reception when she's standing in the bathroom holding on to the curtain rod with one hand with with one foot up in the air. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yep. Oh, heck, I've, I've tilted my head almost all the way around to get the perfect signal. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of hurts, but you don't have to hold your phone because, you know, your 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 head is basically balancing the phone. <laughs> so there is a good side and there is a bad side to it. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. I figure out which side you're looking at that. So, Miss Summerblade, any pony news this week? Uh, no, nothing this week. Yeah. Sorry. I have some pony news. Uh, what is it? It's pony related. <laughs> I have the very last room booked in the block of pony rooms at the Hyatt Regency Schomburg for Saturday night. <laughs> awesome. So I actually have one room on one floor, and I actually have to move rooms during the convention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so for for one night, unless the po- the person whose room I will have the very next night, mm-hmm. hopefully they find out that they're going to be on a floor with a bunch of crazy people. Hopefully they call up the hotel and go, get me off this floor now. (laughs) (laughs) So if that happens, I will be on the floor with plenty of people. Yep. So, but yeah, I called on Thursday and it's like, I got the very last room in the block for Saturday night, and it's like, but I want to be on the floor the entire time. (laughs) So he was like, okay, what do I do with my stuff? I can't unpack. I mean, what kind of a vacation is this when I can't even unpack my clothes? They're like, we're sorry, but we can put you in business for a hundred and forty. I'm like, no, I want the ninety-nine dollar rooms. <laughs> I don't want the pony rooms. <laughs> I want the rooms that come with the 
special key. Okay, I made out like half of that. Yeah, I didn't hear that real well. Oh, yeah, they actually are um, doing the same thing that they've gotten the same thing that they've been doing the last few years for um, if you stay at the hotel in the block of rooms, the hotel actually has um, special pony keys made up. For the room. Oh, cool. So. So it's kind of like a souvenir in itself. Nice. Of course, now ask me if I've ever returned any hotel room key I've ever had in my life. Well, that's my that makes them now. You don't have to return them. Exactly. So, but that's my pony nose. But they did say I can call, like, you know, whenever I get the chance, I can get, go ahead and give them a call and say, did someone decide to, like, drop out of the block that I can move in there on Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> Because I asked them, you know, what am I going to do with my luggage during the convention? You know. So, um, I'm hoping to to find a pony person who will be who would be willing to allow me to park my my belongings in their room for a few hours. Until my room is ready and prepared for a complete dumping of crap. <laughs> so, and I did end up finding a ride to and from the convention. So I am happy about that because that was the one stipulation my mother made. So... Everything is currently on track. So, anyone else with any pony news? I have pony news. Ooh, what is it, what is it, what is it, what is it, what is it? Well, I went to Build-A-Bear today. And I got myself to Build-A-Bear Princess Luna. <laughs> Now, I, I don't I have her outfit yet, because my husband really didn't want me to get Luna, let alone Luna and her outfit. 
husbands. When will they learn? <laughs> they just need to just <laughs> back away and leave you alone. <laughs> well, I think he was also kind of cranky because he had to chase Melody around while I waited for someone to stuff my pony. <laughs> you know. Because it's Monday, and they don't really plan for crowds on Monday because Monday's like the slowest day. So, unfortunately, there's this weird phenomenon that seems to happen whenever I walk into a store, even if it's completely dead in the store. Within several minutes of me walking into a store, a crowd (laughs) seems to gather. So... It went from being like one person in line ahead of me with two ponies, also a Princess Luna and a Princess Celestia, to uh, being really quite busy. And they only had (laughs) one girl out in front, and she had to run the register and stuff because her manager was on a conference call in the back. Um, Eventually, she had... I would have been telling that manager... um, we're busy. You need to tell them we are busy. Get your oh, your happy butt off that she, phone. She did. Once she got done stuffing Princess uh, Celestia, and she's like, "Yeah, I I need I need to see if she can, you know, finish the conference call later. This is we're getting kind of slammed here." So she went into the back. And by the way, I love these girls at my local Build a Bear because my cousin used to work there, so they all know me pretty well. They've all known me since I was pregnant with, with Melzy. So so a, sh- a big shout out to Shauna and Michelle at my local Build-A-Bear. Um, they're really awesome. But yeah, they're like, they, they they don't necessarily always remember. I haven't touched them at all. Um, they they always remember Melody's name. They don't always remember my name, but they always remember <laughs> Melody's name. Well, you know that's because that's the most important thing. Well, she is, she is the cutest thing ever. Exactly. And she does now run through the store. Go, ah! so, yeah. <laughs> And 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 I gotta tell you, my princess Luna, Melody picked out two hearts for her. Aww. So my princess Luna is also a time lord. Awesome. <laughs> and I have to say, Princess Luna is a really—they did a gorgeous job on her. My only complaint, and it's really a minor complaint. Oh boy. She's got tinsel in her hair, right? Right. Which would be fine if it were silver tinsel, because then it would give her hair that whole night sky with stars look. It is not silver. Uh Uh-oh. It's dark purple. It is dark purple. So you almost can't see it. Oh, hi, Unless maybe that was the whole point. It looks like we've lost Summerblade, which, given the connection she had in that house, I was kind of waiting for that. 
And that's it. It's just really weird. You know, some houses you can get really good reception on a cell phone. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it depends upon the carrier. Um, There have been people that have gone into um, a friend's house, and they don't get any cell phone reception at all. I walk in that house, I have perfect reception. My 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 baby's godmother, the apartment she had before she had to move up to Seattle, um, the one she had here in Beaverton, was the only way you could get cell phone reception was if you sat by the sliding glass door and had the sliding glass door open a crack, which means, I mean, you could get Wi-Fi signal, because the Wi-Fi router was in the house, if you wanted to actually talk on the phone, you had to sit by the sliding glass door with it open a crack. (laughs) But somehow, they just happened to make the house out of, I don't know, lead? Something? I don't know. To be fair, the apartment complex looks like it may have been a hotel or a motel or something that at one point, <laughs> ah, it had that kind of a layout. So, and it was probably built back before there was such a thing as cell phones. So, well, the the house I live in was built. Shoot, we have the original phone wiring in the basement and I have to take a picture of this and Facebook it to you okay this will show you exactly how old this house is when you see the wiring for the phone in the basement and it's a permanent wired phone in the basement this is back when you know if you wanted a phone on the wall yeah, it, it got attached to the wall and never left the wall. <laughs> and I know there are probably people that are listening right now going, there were phones on the walls? Well, yeah. yeah. Phones used to be on walls and they used to have this stretchy, stretchy cord. <laughs> It was, you felt really cool if you had one of those phones that sat on a base on a table, because then you had the cord, whatever the length of the cord that attached it to the wall, plus <laughs> the stretchy, stretchy cord, so you could, you could like sit in a closet and talk if you needed privacy, or pace around the living room, good five feet. <laughs> yeah, the, the leash cord. Do you as remember? We call yeah. Do you remember rotary phones? Yes. Yes. Oh, I loved <laughs> rotary phones. My grandma had one. I thought it was the coolest phone because my parents had had you know the early touch touchstone phones. Yeah. But my grandma still had a rotary phone for a long time, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. And she's like, "Well, you have to." 
no matter which which number you're dialing, you have to make sure you pull it all the way around. Because if you don't pull it all the way around, it doesn't dial the right number. Yep. Wait, my grandmother like that had. Is the coolest um, thing ever. She had um, a permatatch. I'm calling them permatatch phones when they were permanently affixed to the wall. And she had a base phone that were both rotaries. Ooh. And, you know, I always had fun. You know, you didn't even need to have, especially the um, the base ones, you didn't even need to pick up the phone to have fun with it. You just stick <laughs> your finger in a hole and just, like, start dialing random numbers because you didn't have to worry about, you know, accidentally calling somebody. <laughs> Now, the touchstone phones, when I was little, I accidentally called the non-emergency number for the police station. Oh. Yikes. Because my mom had put me, I believe, in the playpen so that she could take a shower. (laughs) And somehow that did not prevent me from getting a hold of the phone. I don't know. Well, at least it was the non-emergency number. Yeah, at least it was not yeah, emergency. But it, it was not we're, emergency, we're, but at the same time, the police dispatcher was not pleased. <laughs> well, that was back before they were they actually had a sense of humor and figured out that the kid actually accidentally did it. You know, that's when you know they oh, took well, their jobs well, way too knew. seriously. She she knew she knew that it was an accident. Her her complaint was that I never should have been left unattended in order for the accident to have happened. Mm. Yes, well. But I think that's harsh, because you can turn your back for like three seconds. And the yeah. child can be, you know, climbing the wall like it's Mount Everest, <laughs> unscrewing a light bulb and a standing lamp, you know? <laughs> Yep. But yeah, you were Tommy Pickles as a child, weren't you? A <laughs> little bit. All over everything, yeah. <laughs> I can just see you having a stash of tools <laughs> hidden away someplace. <laughs> I didn't need a stash of tools hidden away someplace. My dad really never denied me access to his tools. Oh, as long as they weren't like a power saw or something. <laughs> oh, but come on. They make some pretty noises. <laughs> <laughs> when I was little, I have this memory. My dad was working out in the garage, and I went out in the garage, and he gave me some nails and a hammer <laughs> and a couple of pieces of wood. And I quite happily tried to build a box with absolutely no skills or sense of size or anything because I was like <laughs> four, three or four. Sitting there happily trying to hammer pieces of wood together. No. Now, see, this this is what makes, this just shows the differences in child rearing. <laughs> 
No, when Dad, when Dad was here. out there working in the garage, I guess he figured he could keep an eye on me. It's not like I ever nailed my hand to anything. Well, exactly. I mean, come on, 20 years ago, yeah, Dad would hand you a hammer and sharp nails and pieces of wood and just tell you, go build something nowadays. Especially rusty nails. I can't even guarantee that they weren't <laughs> pre-used nails. <laughs> well, it was, it was just his way of, of displaying that he trusted you to not hammer your hand into anything and go, well, if she hurts herself, she'll know not to do it again. <laughs> exactly. Whereas well, nowadays... Have you ever watched the show, have you ever watched the show uh, Titus? It was on Fox for like three seasons. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay, well, um, it was based on it's based on the comedy stylings of Christopher Titus, mm-hmm. and Christopher Titus says the difference between a mom and a dad is a mom will give you knowledge, dad will make you earn it, and then they show this scene where, as like a like like a two year old, he's about to stick a penny into a, a in, an electrical outlet. And and the mom figure is like, now Christopher, don't do that. It's dangerous. And and his dad is like, no, no, no. Go on, boy. And Christopher sticks the the penny in in, in the light socket uh, or the electrical socket and gets electrocuted. And the dad says, you won't do that again, will ya? <laughs> yeah, that's a dad thing. Yep. And. But unfortunately, nowadays, it's, oh, my God, let's bubble wrap the child. She's about to fall down. Seriously. Oh, my mom's like that. My mom would follow my cousins around, my little baby cousins. And when I say my baby cousins, keep in mind my youngest baby cousin is now 22. Uh, oh, God. My baby cousins, my baby cousins around, and, like, my cousin Peter, he's nine years younger than me. Um, there was one time we we were at a barbecue at my aunt and uncle's house, and Peter was just learning to walk, and he was about to walk off the 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 patio. Now it wasn't that far of a fall; it was like two inches, you know. But there was some gravel there around the patio. My mom kept trying to move him away from the from the edge, and my aunt Carolyn was like, "Well, he's clearly determined to walk off this ledge. Let him do it. He'll only do it once." And my mom had to sit there and watch my cousin Peter walk off and fall and hurt himself, but he never did it again, and he didn't hurt himself that bad. He was upset. It just, I, 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 I think there was some value. There's some value to letting kids get little boo boos. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I would ever let Melody stick a penny in an electrical outlet, but I may let her. (laughs) But I may let her trip over you know, a toy that she left on the floor so that she learns not to leave it on the floor, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, when well, I was little, the neighbors, because 
the neighborhood I grew up in was still pretty rural back then. The neighbors had a woodshed, which is where all the firewood went, because we all had wood-burning fireplaces back then. And there was, you know, the wood stacked up, and then there was also, for whatever reason, there was this old rusty hacksaw. I I have fond memories of this old rusty hacksaw. Don't ask me why. (laughs) It was blue, and the blade was orange because it was rusty and dull. This thing is dull and rusty. And we weren't supposed to be playing in woodshed. You know, we we have brown recluses. They like to live in woodsheds. We were told it's dangerous. Don't play in the woodshed. That never actually (laughs) stopped any of us from playing in the woodshed. Of course not. But we always, you know, we would spend hours. We would find like a round sort of log, you you know, and we would spend hours trying to saw this thing, which was absolutely useless because this was the dullest hacksaw ever. The only thing it probably could have cut was our skin, and then we would have gotten tetanus. Um, (laughs) We never got hurt because we knew if we weren't careful and one of us got hurt, one of us would have to go get an adult. And we would have to explain that we were in the witch shed that we were told not to go into, playing with the hacksaw we were told not to touch. Oh, God. So we were always very careful because we knew if we weren't careful and one of us got hurt, we were going to get in trouble. (laughs) I've got a couple of stories. Um. One involves a stapler in my finger. And, you know, this would be something you you would typically not think you would have to tell a child. You know, do not stick your finger in between the stapler thing and the plate and press down. But we've all done it. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I I did it, and of course, you know, the stapler was stuck to me, so I had to go to my grandmother. I was at my grandmother's house, which was the worst part because oh yeah, because grandmother grandma didn't use hydrogen peroxide; she used iodine and rubbing alcohol. Oh, uh-huh. that stuff stings like nobody's oh. business. And and um. and she was old school from Poland. Which means there was no oh puppet. It was what were you doing playing with the with the with the? Why were you playing with? You know, I got chewed oh, yeah. out by my mother, my uncle, both my uncles. <laughs> they were both oh, yeah. living at home, and, and, and then my mother in my when neighborhood, she came to pick especially me up. in my neighborhood, especially if the neighbor kids were involved. First, you you got chewed out by whoever's parents you first went to to explain how you got hurt doing something stupid. And then you got chewed out by the other one. And then the whole lot of you were, after you were properly bandaged up if you were bleeding, you were marched across the street or down the block or to whoever's house you belonged to. And then you were chewed out by your own parents. Oh, no, 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 no. And the more, the more the neighbor kids were involved, the more parents got to chew you out. 
Oh, no, here's here's another good one, okay? Um, the landlord, I used to live in, my mother and I used to live in an apartment house. Um, two apartments, and it used to be an exterior back porch, but then, you know, they enclosed it, but it, it was a Chicago-style enclosure, which means it, it wasn't exactly, you know, the best. Uh-huh. So it was enclosed in that the roof of it was those those metal sort of shanty flat. Oh no, it, no, it was actually enclosed, but it was enclosed in wood, so that like it was always cold. And oh. if you went to put up siding and used regular siding nails, which are about, like, two inches long, and the wood is actually only about a half an inch, you had, like, about an inch and a half's worth of nails sticking out of the walls. And you were really lucky. They went... <laughs> They went into the other side and they flattened out the thing, but it was still sharp and poky and rusty. Am I right? Uh, no, 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 no. They didn't even flatten them out. <laughs> okay. Well, I said, and, you were and of course, after my after they did this, you know what the landlord's words were? Don't have Amy <laughs> going running up and down the stairs because if she trips and falls, she might roll into these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know, that was a challenge. <laughs> to me, that was calling for a challenge. So I ran up, the, I, came, I would run up the stairs all the time. One time I actually ran up the stairs. I think I missed the stair. I was either running up or down. And I rolled down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Rolled across the floor. And was staring at a nail that was about like a milli inch. I I I mean you you could probably pull out a a ruler and like it would barely give you a measurement <laughs> between me and this nail going through my eyeball. Oh no. And, and of course, you know, well, my mother comes case, running out. My mother comes running out making sure I'm okay. The downstairs, um the the, the mother in law of the of the guy who owned the building came running out and his brother in law all came running out. They all made sure I was perfectly fine. <laughs> and then yelled at you for running. Yes, then came the butt chewing. (laughs) (laughs) But the best one of all, the best one, because our basement had these little compartments. They had doors that you could, like, you know, had, like, one of those little sliding wooden peg things that would lock it, but then you could lock it with a regular lock. Because it was an apartment building, so, you know, that's where you stored your stuff. Well, my mother always told me, you know, be careful. Don't slam the door behind you because one of these days 
the wooden peg's gonna fall down and it's gonna you're gonna lock yourself in. <laughs> After about ten years of hearing this, I was about ten or ten or eleven years old. And after having, I'm hearing about this for about seven years, I do it, and the one time that I do it, because I constantly did it, I I locked myself in, I'm banging on the door. My mother, of course, we lived on the very, the second floor, so of course she couldn't hear me. And the neighbor lady downstairs, for about a half hour to 45 minutes, thought I was playing around and playing a joke while I am yelling, (laughs) help me, get me out, and banging on the door. But at that point, she finally calls up to my mother Actually, she she hit the she hit the ceiling with a broom. That's how we communicated. That's how we communicated to open up the back window to discuss things. So my mother opens up the window, and and she yells up. Um, I think Amy might be locked in downstairs. I don't know. That's just me funny. But yeah, that 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 is that just brings about just like so many stupid things that we do as children. That nowadays, most parents would not allow to happen because it's kind of like let's wrap the child in bubble wrap so that nothing happens, so that they don't learn from their mistake of being an idiot. Well, did you hear about that article about uh, this family let their 10-year-old and 6-year-old walk together um, home from the park to the Mm -hmm. park? It was like a block away. And the, the neighbors decided that they thought that these kids shouldn't be allowed to walk by themselves to to and home from the park. So the police were called, and the police picked up the kids and contacted child services. And rather than taking the kids home, less than a block away, because they were on their way home, (laughs) took them to the police station, didn't contact the parents for like six hours. Wow. Because some nosy, busybody neighbor decided that it was their job to determine whether or not these kids were old enough to walk by themselves. And instead of addressing the parents and saying, hey, you really think you should be allowing your 10-year-old and 6-year-old to walk to the park, to be out walking around the neighborhood by themselves? And having a discussion with the parents, they just decided to get the police involved. And Jeez. automatically, of course. Of course. 
See that? that It's it's just crazy that we we now live in a society where instead of the whole community, you know, making sure your kid is safe. Yeah. They're just going to report you. They're not even going to give their name. Yeah, because I can tell you, um, in my neighborhood, there were at least on one block, at least every four or five houses. And it would be, you know, crisscrossing the street. You know, there would be one neighbor who would just sit outside, especially on days when they knew kids were out. You know, they would, quote-unquote, just sit outside to get some air, when, in fact, no, they were actually watching your happy butt, A, to make sure you were safe, B, to make sure you weren't doing something stupid, and C to make sure if you did something stupid, they could go across the street, grab you by your your arm, drag you home, and tell your parents about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, in, oh, we in, had the neighborhood in, 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 in the neighborhood I grew up in, like, everybody knew everybody. Like, yep. because, it, it, I mean, like, at the time, people didn't really move. You know, people moved into the neighborhood and they stayed there. And the homes got passed on to the next generation. And so my dad grew up with and went to school with the neighbor's dad. You know, my grandma knew their grandma and grandpa. Mm -hmm. And had since, you know, my dad was three. Yeah. So, you know, you couldn't walk down the walk down the street and not have someone who knew your family who would, you know. Exactly. And, and I mean, you, if you there was down, somebody who you walked down the street and they didn't know your family, you were told to stay away from their house because your family didn't know them and you knew who to watch out for because they weren't, they weren't known. Yeah, exactly. And now... The neighborhood has changed, you know. You have the people who moved into what used to be the Mayberry house. Yes, that's right, Mayberry. Um, (laughs) And they don't have any interest in being part of the community. They've destroyed the property value of their own lot because they're only interested in trying to illegally have a business in their backyard that they don't have a permit for. Or have people who are not they, they supposed used to, to be living here. Well, what they wanted like to do originally, what, what they wanted to do originally, because their backyard was huge, because like I said, it used to be rural. They wanted to build a house back there and rent it out, right? But you can't have a rental property if there's not enough driveway space for there to be access to the back property. Right. So they, they tried to commandeer my dad and my grandma's driveways by, like, driving their ATVs over 
you know, grandma's driveway and dad's driveway so that they could try to claim that it was joint property. And my grandma put up a no trespassing sign, and my dad said, if we catch you riding your ATVs on our driveway, we will have you arrested for trespassing and put a stop to it. So instead of building another house in the backyard, they tore out the backyard and they stockpiled, like, industrial, like, the tractors and and construction equipment and, and wood and they're... I, who knows? What, it's not legal to keep that stuff back there. No. You got, you, but, you got I mean, people. You know, they're, they're, they're not really part of the community. They they don't yeah. socialize with anybody. They're, they bought the house with this get-rich, you know, scheme. We're going to put a rental back there and... and only found out after they bought it that they couldn't do it, and you know that's yeah. they really don't care about the neighborhood. And then you, I mean, you have people who buy properties and then tear down the original homes and try and put in row houses and townhouses yep. that don't fit in with the neighborhood. Because, again, they just want to make money. They don't care about the community. And it's changed so much, and it makes me very sad. But we're getting kind of off the pony topic. (laughs) We weren't even on the pony topic yet. (laughs) Well, we talked about pony news, you know, like we always do. Um, Oh, I will say about uh, Princess Luna. I figured when they were going to do Princess Luna and Princess Celestia that they would just use the same pattern that they used for Princess Twilight mm-hmm. and just do different eyes and, you know, the different cutie marks. Luna is taller than Princess Twilight, and she's got skinnier legs and a skinnier horn. I haven't compared her wing size yet, but it is not just the same pattern. They actually made her taller and skinnier. Well, well that is actually good because if you look at Twilight, Celestia, uh, Cadence, they all are taller, much taller than um, Twilight's, which makes sense because they're older. But, of course, I'm trying to figure out the flowing hair thing. When Twilight well, will gain that ability? <laughs> I think you have to have a certain well, amount of magic you before you have flowing hair. Well, I think, I don't think Twilight will ever get flowing hair. And I've noticed that Princess Cadence also does not really, her hair doesn't have the same quality to it that oh, yeah, Luna and Celestia right. have. And I if you remember when uh, Princess Luna first appeared, her hair wasn't flowing either. I think she didn't get the flowing hair back until she once again took up the man the mantle of controlling the moon. Yeah. And Celestia still has her flowing hair because she still controls the sun. I think you have to be a celestial, you know, one of the eternal alicorns in order to have that magical flowy hair thing. Oh, okay. Because, be. I mean, if you remember, uh, Princess Luna and Princess Celestia 
are both over a thousand years old. Yeah, I guess once you hit a thousand, I guess that's when you get the the magic flowing hair, huh? It comes well, I with think age. it just has to do. Well, I I don't even think it comes with age. I think it has to do with the nature of of who they are, because it seems like, well, according to apparently, uh, what do they call it? Fanon now stuff that starts off as fan fiction that Hasbro adopts as canon. Um, I think so. Yeah, according to that. Cadence was originally a Pegasus, which doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. And yes, especially since the princess that she's supposed to be related to from the the Crystal Kingdom was a unicorn. Yeah. I don't know if she's related or if she's the Crystal Princess because she's the princess of the Crystal Empire. But her her magic power is she creates love, and I don't know how you would do that without a horn. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole Pegasus thing doesn't make sense to me, but I think Hasbro's adopted it in their comics, maybe. Um, and then Twilight was originally just a regular unicorn. A talented yeah. unicorn, but just still a regular unicorn. And for all intents and purposes, it seems like Luna and Celestia were never just a unicorn or a pegasus. They were always winged unicorns. Yeah. So I think they are a different type of pony altogether. Like eventually Twilight Sparkle will get old and die. Sorry, kids. It's but it's true. Yeah, no, they did confirm that, that she wasn't going to outlive her friends. Yeah. They, they actually no. had said that at one point. Um, You know, she's, well, she's going to grow least, old. Let's at least hope that she grows up enough to finally get the nice long legs and the nice... Well, I don't... Her legs hooks. have gotten longer. Her legs yeah, have gotten are. longer. But I she don't think she will taller. ever be as tall as Celestia or or no. Luna. She'll probably be as tall as Cadence. Maybe, well, I mean, maybe as tall as Cadence. Well, probably, no, Cadence just has tall jeans. You know, some people get tall skinny jeans. Some people get regular sized jeans, and some people get short jeans. You know. <laughs> Because she, she, she might just she might just be an average sized pony, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but you do you we. I mean, during during this this last season, you do notice that she is starting to get taller than everybody else. Yes, she has gotten taller than than everybody else. She so she is starting to grow into. And her legs have started to slim down a little bit. Yes. This Which is also does... true. Go ahead. It might, it, it might be like Invader Zim, where the taller you are indicates your status or your rank. 
So you have <laughs> Celestia and Luna, which is the Grand High Tallest. <laughs> and then you have Cadence and Twilight, which are taller than everybody else, but not quite so tall as the Grand High Tallest. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. But I, I, was, I could just picture I... Celestia coming up to, to a pony with a ruler and going, could you get any shorter? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, if you look at like Scootaloo and her little tiny wings, she's kind of the invader Zim. Yeah. You know, big ambitions, little wings. Indomitable spirit, though. Yep. But um, speaking of Twilight, that does bring us into our topic of the evening. Yes, we are finally getting into the topic of our evening. Um, the first three episodes of Friendship is Magic Season 5. And uh, I've yes. only seen the first two. I've only seen the first two episodes. Well, then you'll five. get a spoiler. Well, then you'll get a spoiler because... Um, I, I, is, is it me oh, no. or... It, or do, does Twilight in the start of every season for at least three episodes? Is it me or is she whiny all of a sudden? She does seem to have, well, I mean, in all fairness, in most of the recent seasons, she has had some sort of major change in yeah. the first couple of episodes. I mean, well, the first season, it was Celestia packed her up and shipped her off to Ponyville because she basically told her, you're freaking out over nothing. Don't make friends. And then, I mean, the second season, then they had, you know, oh, what did they have the second? Oh, the second season, they had um, Shining Armor introduced. And then the third season... Was the third season when they made her a princess? Or was that the fourth season? That was the third, third season. season. That was the third season. Yeah. And then the fourth season was the whole, how can we still be friends if we don't have the elements of harmony? Mm-hmm. Nonsense. No, and, and her whining about, oh, I'm a princess, but why do I have to do this? But then the end, it's... No, no on, on the one hand... I can understand feeling a little put upon. You know, because Princess Celestia basically just said, hey, can you finish this spell? Yeah. She didn't say what would happen. There was no <laughs> warning. And Celestia obviously was anticipating the final outcome, but she clearly wasn't sharing it with no. Twilight. And... And that's kind of a that's kind of a, a a kind of a jerk thing to do, in my opinion. You know, it's and then when she completes the spell, she just magically turns into a princess. Princess Celestia doesn't give her a choice. No, there's no. You know, are you willing to take up this quest? You know, or this mantle? It was. So you finished that spell that I asked you to finish, and so I'm going to make you a princess. Boom! And that's why at the end, when you know, when she becomes a princess, 
She's like, what, is there a book I need to read? Do I, do, do I, I need a book, something, instructions, please. And and Celestia's like, no, there's no book. You're just going to learn on the job. Yep. You know, and... and but it's so she she's had weird. friends for for only two years of her pony life. Only two years, and all of a sudden, she goes from having no friends, excluding Spike, who she mostly it looks like just views as a personal assistant, <laughs> that she's rather fond of. Well, there you go. She's got the princess thing down right there. They always have a personal assistant. Come on. (laughs) To being... To to making six friends in one day. (laughs) Or five friends in one day. And that friendship that she makes in that 24 hours is the key to saving the world. (laughs) Yeah, no pressure or anything. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a, it's like a, it's an episode of 24 except Tony. You have 24 hours where everything goes boom. <laughs> and then so she's like, okay, so I have friends now, and I get to live in 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 Ponyville with my friends, and and my job now is to report back my findings on friendship. Okay, okay, I can handle this. You know, <laughs> I, I research things, I hang out with friends, I report back. And then as soon as she kind of gets the hang of that, she that's when she's like, boom, princess. She's like, what? <laughs> and then so she she no explanation, no rules, no discussion, no choice. And well, then actually, actually, she, Celestia did basically roundabout tell her that it was her destiny to to do this. But, I mean, well, I guess that's a topic for another, for another day, the discussion of destiny versus choice. But, I mean, Celestia is basically saying this is your destiny to become this princess. It was your destiny to bring me ba- bring my sister back. It was your destiny to rehabilitate my sister and reunite me with my sister. It was your destiny to become this princess. It was your destiny to save the princess of the Crystal Empire. You know, it, there's a, a lot of talk of destiny and lot, not a lot of choice. And I can imagine for someone who's as, as much of a control freak, and Twilight Sparkle. Because you got to admit, I, I she's a little bit of a control freak. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. If, it not, if it is not written down in her appointment book, she completely freaks out. Come on, let, let's just... <laughs> you know, there's that whole episode in, I think, season two, where she goes a week without learning anything new about friendship. And she loses and she her mind. Freaks out. She she literally snaps and <laughs> brings a curse down upon Ponyville to cause a problem, so she can solve the problem, so she can report back to Celestia because she is afraid. What will happen if she doesn't report back like clockwork? <laughs> Even though at no point, at no point did Celestia say that it has to be every Tuesday. 
just made it every single Tuesday that, that she had to report that, back. That, that that was something that Twilight Sparkle created in her head and then freaked out about. Yep. I mean, but, so, I mean, this is clearly a pony with some control issues. And and Celestia keeps taking that control away, which I suppose on one hand is probably, you know, beneficial for Twilight Sparkle, but on the other hand, I can see how it would make her a little unsettled. And I dare well, say a bit whiny. I mean, think about it. I mean, there there is no way to control every single aspect of her life. That's what she's but trying she to tries. do. But then, I think the reason why Princess Celestia does what she does is to kind of rock the boat to kind of get her out of that mindset of everything needs to be in this order. Everything needs to be, you know, this needs to be right here, this needs to be right there, this needs to be right there. And then she, Princess Celestia goes, poof, you're you're in charge of um, Discord. You know, just so that he could, like, wreck things just to take and give her. Well, have you noticed that the whole Discord thing didn't come up till after Princess Twilight had that little meltdown? Yes. I'm pretty sure that the reason why Twilight, Sparkle, and her friends were given Discord to watch over was so that... Twilight Sparkle always had something to do so that she wouldn't snap again. There you go. I think it's basically it's basically Celestia realized that if if Twilight's not have something to fix all the time, she goes insane. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. What is the one thing that could possibly take and fix? Discord. Dude, dude, you are going to live with her. You are going to drive her insane to a certain extent. I wouldn't wouldn't doubt (laughs) I wouldn't doubt that Celestia and Discord had a discussion about this (laughs) beforehand. It was probably something to the effect of you're not you're not calling me anymore. I'm placing a a restraining order on you. But I need somebody (laughs) to annoy. Come on, Twilight. I don't have time for your nonsense. <laughs> At least keep it reined in to the point where you don't drive her insane, but you can just screw with her, okay? There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, well, it just, but th- think about the beginning of this season. Okay. The. the The castle that was Luna's and Celestia's combines with the tree, the Golden Oaks Library, to become her castle. Because 
You know, she was whining at the end of last season. Why am I a princess? The only thing I do is stand here and look stupid, in my opinion. I stand in the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, she had a point. She wasn't really resp- She was like given the title, but not really responsible for anything. Right. So then they finally give her her responsibility, which of course, with responsibility, needs to come a new house. So she's uh-huh. given this grand castle that was combined with her library. Okay, and she whines again. The first thing she does at the beginning of the series is, I'm supposed to be the princess of friendship, and I have this castle. What am, how am I supposed to spread friendship sitting in a castle? It's like, really? Think about this. Everything has a purpose. So then she finally sits her happy butt down in her throne after everybody else has sat down, nobody noticing that the symbols on the backs of these thrones are glowing and she is not even realizing it. And then she finally sits down, and all of a sudden, the castle finally goes, thank God you have finally sat down. Here is your round table. Of course, I love Spike waking up, looking around, going, is this new? I like it. (laughs) (laughs) That part I love. I mean, if you really look at it, she is basically King Arthur, and she has a round table. Yeah, you got to admit that is kind of cool. I love that table. I wish I could sit down and have a table pop up like that. Ah <laughs> uh, ha ha! It would be a periodic table. There it you would go. Only show up periodically. <laughs> I was hoping someone would catch that one. (laughs) But, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, she whines, but she never sits and thinks that, wait a minute, everything that has happened up until this point, there has always been a corresponding other part that occurs that brings about... I think she's one of those, well, I, I suppose I should say ponies and not people. Well, okay, I'll yeah. say people for sake of argument. She's one of those people that, she, you know, everything's got to be laid out in front of her and written down for her to really understand what's going on. Yeah. I mean, but I do, I mean, I do love when the table does appear and all the symbols and everyone's freaking out, kind of like, Oh my God! Why are our symbols all of a sudden sitting on this table? After, of course, Spike has jumped up on it and started walking around on it, and suddenly stomps on Pinkie Pie's family. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom and Dad. Squish. 
yeah, that 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 was priceless. But um and when it finally shows them something and she's like all like why is this this telling us to go someplace? It's like really? You really have to ask the question of is this map telling me to go someplace? Wow. And you've been studying magic for how long now? Has it been two minutes? <laughs> or several years? Well, it might Come be on. that, you know, of all the stuff that's going on with the table and a couple, you know, a couple of the other weird things that she's come across is it's old magic. So it might be something yeah. she's not familiar with. But, I mean, if you if you look at the world that they have the show set in, there's definitely tons of, there's definitely years and years of all this magical stuff that's been going on. Um, yeah. There's probably stuff that, like, she's never read about. Probably. And I just love how they all, they all, you know, say, okay, that's it. We're going to this town. And, of course, Spike is sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. Me and Big Mac, we got, we, 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 we got some male bonding to do. And everyone's staring at him kind of like, wait a minute. The dragon's not coming with? Well, poor Spike gets kicked around a little bit on some of these adventures. And, I mean, good on him for deciding to go, nope, I'm staying here. (laughs) I have plans with Big Mac, and, you know, he's got this trading card that I really want to get my claws on, too. For once, poor Spike is left home. Yeah, but it wasn't. He was just left behind. He decided to stay. Yeah. Well, good. Good on you, Spike. Going to spine. Yeah. Being a man. <laughs> yeah. So they finally leave, and can you at least turn on Pokemon for her? And they leave, and they head off to wherever it is that they're heading off to. And is it me, or did the place, the the town they went to, everyone had the same exact cutie mark? Yeah, yeah, which yes, they did. Which looks like an equal sign. And all the houses all line up yeah. just like an equal sign. Yep. Has anyone here seen or read Divergent? I have read Divergent and Insurgent, but I haven't had a chance to finish um, Allegiant yet. I haven't read any of them or seen them yet. I've been meaning to, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I have to say, so far I'm actually pretty impressed with Divergent and Insurgent, although it's not the genre that I prefer to read. I'm not normally into the whole dystopian, utopian genres. But it actually really... I, yeah, I like... The I lady like, at the I bookstore read. recommended it to me. And 
I decided to trust the lady at the bookstore and buy the book. And I'm so glad I bought Divergent because actually I really loved it. I well, I've, I've, seen, I've seen the movie. I have yet to buy the book simply because I have so many, so many other books that I I, I have I that I want to buy and read. So, um, the movie's actually really good, but um, I I digress. But, well, the, um, the movie might be good, but the, the the person that they got to play Tris doesn't look anything like how I pictured Tris. And I refuse to accept that new movie version of Tris as 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 Tris. Okay, I I accept that answer. But um, back to my back to my point. If you have seen the movies or have read the books, looking at this town, okay, I totally got that vibe. Well, it is, but that's because that's because it's sort of a it's obviously a cult town. Yes. That's chosen to separate itself and and well, it's, and it's reject that they've they've what's going on in the world it. around it. It's not that they've chosen to do it. It's Somebody has basically chosen it for them, and they've kind of just gone along with it. Well, they've been convinced that that's going to make a better society and make them happy. And and I can see how you're comparing it to Divergent. I didn't actually think about it before, but given what I know about the leader of Erudite, that I came to despise and loathe. Um, yeah. She, she, makes, the, the, I can I can see the comparison. Yeah. Um, because she wants it, everything to be this way, this certain way that has already been created. Yeah. Well, it's it's and she's she's not being honest with people. She's hiding something from them, a key piece of information that they need to know to really know what they're up against. Yep. And it, for me, I was almost I was almost unable to watch these episodes because it 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 was so it was scary to me in a way that most My Little Pony villains aren't scary. You know, yeah. like. Nightmare Moon, that's the mistress of the night. Oh, my gosh. She was great. She was a great villain. She was basically Maleficent. I loved yes. her. I adored her. She was scary, but in a way that made me adore her. Because part of me is really, really evil. Um, <laughs> Discord, then, for all his, his misdeeds, if you think about it, it's just him being Discord. mischievous. Well, Discord, to me, is just Q. He eventually got bored with Star Trek and decided to invade My Little Pony. I mean, and you can't blame him. I mean, if you're Q and you get bored being the Scarecrow, you find something else to be. Exactly. To me, 
I, I totally, in my heart of hearts, believe that Discord is really cute. And so I can't, yeah. I can't dislike Discord because he's cute and I love cute. Um, How so do I? And then um, Umbra, I did not get enough of Umbra. I wanted to see more of Umbra. I think Sport changed on that. Um, yeah. They actually did a, the the comic books, they're doing a five-week special where they have backstories on the villains. And the first issue was Sombra's backstory. And it was fantastic. I mean, for a one-shot, one-issue story, it was good. I mean, it was really good, and it it gave Sombra sort of a deeper level to his character. Well, if you can let me know what issues those are, is there an on, is there an online way to access these issues? Um, I don't, don't know. I'd have to look into that. Because I would love to read that. I felt shortchanged with 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 Umbra. Yeah. And then um, Tirax was one of the first. What was the first My Little Pony bad guy? And he was always like terrifying. He was basically he was almost the devil in a way. Yeah. But the 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 bad guy. Uh, in the opener of this, Starlight, based on, I'm presuming, the G1 My Little Pony. Um, she was creepy in a way that that really got into my head because she wasn't creepy in a over-the-top evil villain sort of way. She was evil in a very realistic way, in a way that happens in real life. And and you know, in in my lifetime, you know, there've been I've learned about a lot of different cult leaders and you know suicide cults and things. And so it was very unsettling to me. My husband helped me get through both episodes of season five, the first two. Starlight Starlight really, really scared me, and while I was excited that they brought Starlight back, it was disturbing that she was really, she to me, Starlight is the biggest villain, the most evil, the most monstrous of all the villains because it's so realistic and rooted in reality. Yeah. It's something that can actually happen. It happens yeah. well, all the time. Not, not only that, I mean, if you look at all the other villains that they had had, they were something other than ponies, with the exception of Luna. And that can even be blamed on, well, that wasn't really her, that was her... And I still think she thing must from have been the moon by something. Well, she yeah. was. There was this this thing that was hiding inside the moon, this nightmare energy that got a hold of her, that later yeah. on in the comics got a hold of Rarity, and turned Ooh, her into really? like a nightmare thing. Yeah, I'll have. I might just just have to lend you the... some of my comics. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I am there totally. I really didn't have high expectations for the comics, so I really didn't bother with them. 
but now I feel like I should have. <laughs> um, they're great. Um, they're a lot like the TV series in that, you know, you can have a couple that are sort of a little bit of weaker episodes, but then you've got the ones that are good. When they're good, they're fantastic. I mean, they're yeah. really, really good. And it goes a lot more into characters you don't see as much on the show. Yeah. But um, back to um, the episode. I I, I really loved... Um, now, this is even before they even met Starlight. I mean, keep high. I mean, her instincts were something is wrong. What, whereas, well, of course, Pinkie Pie is going to be the one who has that instinct. She's got pinky sense. Yes, she was totally. I, I totally loved the fact that she just rolled down the hill <laughs> and was acting all like you know military, like kind of like doing like the hoof thing, kind of like you know two 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 fingers pointing in her eyes, kind of like okay. So, I mean, if you guys could see me, it's like I'm pointing at my eyes, pointing at you know, you know that, you know that thing. Yeah. When they mm-hmm. communicate, and she's like being so co- covert. I mean, that was just like, wow. She she can totally be a general. <laughs> if only for the fact of it would last for about five seconds and then she would see a party balloon and then that would be it. (laughs) Okay. But she was just so like, you know, something is totally, whereas everybody else was like, let's give it a chance. But, but rainbow dash who normally goes with everybody else, even she was looking at Pinkie Pie kind of like, you're right, something is wrong here. And she was completely like, you know what, let's get out of here. Let's not even deal with this place. Um, When they finally get to Starlight's home, she was totally in battle mode. She was totally like, you know, something's going to come through that door, something's going to come through that door. And then, you know, this pony that, you know... Is like all nice and sweet comes walking through the door. Yeah, you're you're sitting there expecting, like, are you wearing you know, shoes? Where did your shoes go? Huge monster <laughs> to come busting through that door, as like you know, Rainbow Dash is just pumping it up, pumping it up, pumping it up, and then here comes Starlight. <laughs> Being all like, hi, welcome, welcome to our community. And you're just sitting there kind of like, did I just take something that like made me trip out or something? Because <laughs> you're just expecting like big, bad, mean, and awful, and it's like, Really? You're, you're giving us this huge, like, you're even doing the menacing music. And then you have that walk through the door. <laughs> Was someone smoking something they shouldn't have been smoking or something? But 
And she does give off this vibe of, you know, being friendly, but then, you know, there's also this underlying thing of you're sitting there thinking something is off, something is wrong here. And you're starting to think like Pinkie Pie. But then comes the Well, she was right, something was wrong. Yeah. And then comes the words of everybody who ever comes to this village never leaves. <laughs> and it's like... That should be a warning. Yeah, it's like, and you're just sitting there like, wait a minute. Nobody, ha- Twilight Sparkle, you're, you're, you're not picking up on the fact that she just told you that once you come here, you won't ever leave again. <laughs> it's like, have you lost your freaking mind? That should be a hint, or a giant red flag, or something. Yeah. I mean, you could see Pinkie Pie. You can see the Pinkie sense just popping out of her head, kind of like, you know, danger. Danger, danger, we need to leave. And you can just see it popping out of her head. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, oh, let's just like, okay. And then, you know, when they're all sitting at the bakery, and poor Pinkie Pie. <laughs> oh, with the bad muffins. Oh, God, poor Pinkie Pie. I feel so what? bad for because everyone looks at her and it's like they're all like, we need a distraction. And everyone's eyes automatically go to Pinkie Pie. <laughs> Which I can totally see because you know what? <laughs> Nobody can make a distraction like Pinkie Pie can. <laughs> now, if I would you- like... I did want to touch on the fact that the original Starlight in My Little Pony was animated. Yep. She was the leader of the ponies in My Little Pony Tales. Yep. Uh-huh. But she wasn't now she was leader. Well, no, she wasn't. But she she was an Earth Pony, and her her cutie mark is. Similar. It's a little different. You can see that they changed it up a little bit, and her hair color is different in uh-huh. the new one. But it it could also these two episodes I feel could also be a commentary about basically kind of talking bad about the original My Little Pony fans versus the new one because. This is this Starlight in her original form was a leader of a G1 group of My Little Ponies. This the new Starlight is trying to be the leader of this village and she doesn't want things to change. And it almost feels like by taking this G1 character that was a leader and originally a good 
guy and turning her into a bad guy that fears change and tries to well, destroy the main six. It's not, it's, that it's, it's almost not that in, she. Tr- it's not that she doesn't want change. If you really think about it, what she talks about, you know, she talks about if I can get a princess to give up her cutie mark, then the rest of the world will want to do it. She clearly wants world domination. Well, yes, but, I mean, that's the storyline. But if if you break it down, she wants everybody to be the same. She wants... Except for her. Except for her, well, but I, I, I feel later. like that's almost a commentary about those of us who have been My Little Pony fans since the beginning... And the battle between bronies and G1 fans were kind of made out to be the bad guys because we can't get on board with the new pony line and Friendship is Magic, which isn't necessarily true because I love Friendship is Magic. But that's that's kind of how the lines have been drawn. And which will bring about some very fun things when it does come to fair time. Uh-huh. Because I can just see it now. Because Hasbro every year does this great Q&A. And I would love to be one of the people that will stand up there and stand there proudly and ask them, are you trying to basically dismiss and diss us collectors whom have been loyal fans since 1981 in replace for fans that just came on board just because of the new show. You were talking about yesterday, but because, yeah, I mean, it's it's really very clear to me that this, this character, I mean, they changed her up a little bit, but if you look at her cutie mark, that, that blue ribbon with the star at the end could be the original Starlight star with the blue tail. Yeah. It's going the opposite direction. And... Which makes sense. You know, but... Because obviously they're going to change it up a little bit. But... It was was close enough for me to see that this was obviously... I mean, as soon as they said Starlight, and I was like, oh my gosh... Starlight. And then as soon as we finally get the reveal for Cutie Mark, I'm like, oh my god, the Cutie Mark! Um, so to me, like, I, you know, and then when when Starlight is inevitably defeated and runs away, 
And they're like, well, you know, maybe she'll come around and realize that she's learned stuff from you guys after all. It feels like they're saying, well, maybe the G1 fans will come around and realize that that bronyism and and G4 is is the most awesome thing ever, and they could learn something from you. Yeah. And so it. Well, again, those first two episodes were very unsettling for me. And well, let's get back to where we were it's, before. It's going to be hard for me to ever get on board with bronyism. Though I just got to say, it's going to be hard for me to ever get on board with bronyism, as long as there are bronies that are like, well, if Starlight or if Twilight Sparkle is like an older pony, like if she's in her twenties, then I could totally date her. No, you can't date her because you're a human and she's a pony and you're real and she's not. (laughs) Please try to operate within the confines of what we recognize to be reality. Thank you. (laughs) Can we go back to where we were, please? (laughs) Sure. Sure. Okay. So, unfortunately... Poor Pinkie Pie is forced to eat all these horrible muffins because there is a group within the community that wants their symbols back. So they talk to them. They tell them about this vault that's in this cave and convince them to go talk to Twilight to talk to um not Twilight um Starlight Starlight thank you about going to this cave now my question there because they end up getting ambushed was yeah. it truly that they did want they do want their cutie marks back or was it a ploy created to get them there because it ended up being a trap. Uh-huh. And they got their cutie marks taken away from them. And the next thing you know, they're being thrown into one of the cottages and constantly coming over this PA system about, you know, not, you know, being normal and all of that. First of all, was it me or was Pinkie Pie the most affected by this? <laughs> oh, no, Pinkie Pie was, like, absolutely the most affected by it. Because it's like, she would go, she you know, al- one minute, <laughs> go, go for it. I was going to say, she all... She started becoming more and more like her sister Maud. Yeah. But it's like Pinkie Pie would come out, but then Maud would come out. It was like a battle between them. And of course, they had to send somebody out to go ahead and fix the. And who did they send out? <laughs> But Fluttershy, who from the very beginning sat there and said, oh, this is such a nice town, not realizing that these people have been brainwashed. 
Well, she's she's only seeing that everybody's being nice to each other. And yeah. you know, there's there's no loud noises, everything's the same, everything's quiet, everybody's pleasant, and to her who's like somebody who's afraid of her own shadow and yeah. you know, jumps if there's a loud noise, that would be a pleasant place because you know, at first glance, that would be a pleasant place for her because there wouldn't be anything. There's no you know, conflict. There's no yeah. conflict. Yeah. There's there's nothing and, to to freak her out. And I have to say, I thought it was just so funny. This part was so funny because this goes to so many people in the world who don't understand. A bird comes to talk to her. And she's trying to talk to the bird and she just looks up and goes, I do not understand tweeting. Even <laughs> tweets don't make sense. It's like that is such a nod to people who just don't understand Twitter right there. Because I do not understand it. I will not ever join it because, frankly, that is the world's stupidest thing in the world. Nobody cares if you are on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a Twitter, but I don't really get how to use it. But I mean, I I I think while it was easier to see it affect Pinkie Pie because Pinkie Pie's attitude is so over the top, I think yep. it got to me more when it affected Fluttershy and she couldn't understand animals because yeah. that wasn't just a change in her attitude. Literally, she was literally being deprived of every animal friendship she had ever made. Yep. She wasn't gaining friends. She was losing them. Every oh, yeah. every animal that she had ever talked to, she could no longer understand them. And, yep. and, and that was hard for me. That was. That, that um, part was for me, too. Because, I mean... I mean, as an animal lover, I wish I could talk to them. Because literally, I would sit outside and just talk to them all day long. Because right now, though, though those would probably be the only people I would see. <laughs> that, that would be my only contact with the outside world, is talking with the squirrel sitting on the front porch. <laughs> Telling me about this great tree down the street that has nuts in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would kill for that ability right now. I can kind of sort of talk to birds, but I can't really understand them all the time. Well, see, here's the thing. I completely, I talk to my dog and I can completely understand him because you know what? His mannerisms, you eventually figure them all out. <laughs> well, you know how you know how I said it's okay, honey. Come, she wants to come out with you. She even tried to bring you a book. That's kind of irritating me tonight. Um. But you know how I said that this felt like a way to insult or disparage G1 fans? This is not the first time that I have felt like that the show has 
in a roundabout way, insulted those of us who aren't loyal bronies. Do you, do you remember the episode, um, what, Magical Mystery Cure? The, the mm-hmm. episode that turned Twilight Sparkle into a princess? That whole episode was about how the the main characters had their cutie marks switched and how it was the worst thing ever. You know, they their talents were switched, but they they weren't really switched. And, you know, it, it was the wrong cutie mark on, on, on one of the ponies. It felt that episode, that whole thing, part that whole part of it felt like a way to insult customizers because we take we take stock ponies and we take we change their hair we change their cutie marks sometimes we give them full body repaint we change their eyes and we make them new ponies we make them different ponies and that episode basically kind of condemned changing the stock ponies about how that was the worst thing ever these poor ponies had their cutie marks switched. And so, I mean, it definitely feels like, you know, some of, some episodes, they take shots at customizers who, of course, buy ponies and then change them and original collectors who had the original Starlight, you know, who watched the original cartoons and didn't complain about the animation or the voice talent, by the way. Yeah, Mommy's new shoes. Yeah. They're very pretty, huh? And you have your shoes, too. Look, there's your brown shoes and there's your purple shoes. You want another Pokemon episode? Melody has discovered Pokemon. Ah. She's absolutely in love with Pikachu, but she also likes Bulbasaur and Axew. Earlier this morning, she was walking around going, Thor, Thor! Because we watched the Bulbasaur episode. Yep. We watched the episode where Bulbasaur chooses not to evolve. There were lots of Bulbasaur and Venusaur and Ivysaur in that. Well, there was one Venusaur. Well, lots of Bulbasaur and eventually lots of Ivysaur. But I digress. Melody, are you thirsty? Would you like some milk? Mm-hmm. Well, I can oh. use that when I go back to get the outfit. Thor is passing yeah, through Maryland. You know, we're oh, going to yeah. end up doing a two-episode thing for this. <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was already 10 minutes till. That's why I was trying to get you off the rant earlier, because you had jumped ahead like 
huge amount. <laughs> we hadn't even gotten there yet. <laughs> but um, where were we? Uh, Fluttershy was the one that got sent out from the group to sort of infiltrate the village, figure out what was going okay. on. Um, actually, we'll probably just end up just ending with the with that one episode. We'll end up having to do um, finish this up next week. Yeah. But um, I thought it was just so funny when she actually climbed up out of the chimney. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, you know, she walks out and says, I, you know, everyone's going, no, I am not going to accept your ways. No, I'm not going to accept your ways. And then everyone's and then going to walk out there. In. And, no, actually, Twilight just, like, basically hits her, kind of like, dude, seriously? Um, hello? Remember <laughs> our plan? Have you really? Do I really have to remind you of what we were planning here? And she was like, totally like, oh, oh yeah, um, uh, I want to join. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay! And they all say that you know she has to live with her with with Starlight. And of course, she's asking who who was the per. I hear that there were people that are not happy here. Who are they? And it's very, very, you know, I want to say she's being very pushy about it. Well, it's very, it's, it's very menacing and very, you know, ominous, you know, she's using nice words, I just want to know who they are so I can help them. But at the same time, it's clear she wants to know because she's mad that someone would go against her regime. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I I kind of feel like Fluttershy wouldn't have been able to do what she did, though if she'd still had her full cutie mark powers. Yeah. Because Fluttershy is too nice to 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 deceive somebody. You know, even when they were trying to, you know, capture Rainbow Dash to give her back her Rainbow Dash powers. Remember, she's like, um, excuse me, Rainbow Dash, would you mind if I held you and tied you down for a little while? <laughs> Um, or maybe that wasn't, maybe that was a different, maybe that was a Discord episode. I don't remember. There was one episode where they had to to catch Rainbow Dash. Yeah, that was, that was the Discord episode. No, that was the Discord? Okay. Yeah. Um, and normally Fluttershy is timid and so terrified. I think if she had really had the full effect of her cutie mark she wouldn't have been able to pull it off. She would have been too easy to intimidate. And she would have been too nice. Yeah. 
you know, in a strange way, the removal of her cutie mark is what made her able to be such a turncoat. Because she wasn't, she, she, she wasn't completely over her timidness, but she was a lot less timid. I mean, can you imagine the full-on Fluttershy, you know, trying to escape through the chimney and, you know, she just couldn't do it. Yeah. But um, I thought it was also very funny when she's walking and she's thinking, oh, I have to be getting close to the, to, to the, to the cave. And she's like about five feet away from the chimney. It's like, wow. <laughs> you really <laughs> don't have a sense of direction, do you? Well, she was probably just really freaked out. And when you're really freaked out and it's in the dark and you're taking those tiny steps, you know, you're like, okay, well, I've got to be almost there. And then you open up your eyes and you're like, oh, darn. <laughs> you know. But um, then she does get very brave because, you know, she's spying on Double Diamond and, you know, Starlight talking, and really talking about things, and finds out that the cutie marks have been removed from the caverns, and it seems to be something that's not done that even Double Diamond cannot figure out why. And then oh, when she discovers that Starlight didn't give up hers, but that she's actually using makeup mm-hmm. to make it look like she's given up her cutie mark. And Basically, unfortunately, that is where the first episode does end. Mm-hmm. With her being very smiley about the one cutie mark that she she captured. I mean, they they've. I know we're jumping a little bit ahead because as I said we're I think we're going to continue this next week because I really think we do need to continue it. Um. There has to be an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Just the way she was kind of looking at that cutie mark, kind of like, you know, practically drooling over the cutie mark. Well, I mean, I mean, particular with Twilight Sparkle, Twilight Sparkle, her special talent is powerful magic. Way more powerful than Starlight's magic. And I imagine that Friendship is Magic, Starlight, probably coveted that power. Yeah. 
that Twilight Sparkle had. Oh, you bumped your head. You bumped your head. Not right now, honey. The show's almost um, over. I promise we're almost done. Let's go ahead and get Kimono in quick, even though we have plenty of time for her. Let's go ahead and get her. Uh, hi. Hi. No. Well, she said hi, but you weren't on speaker at the time. And now that I wanted okay. to say hi into the phone, she didn't want to. Okay. It's okay. I We heard something. But um, here's Kimono. This is Kimono. Kimono. And you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye bye. Why is there an echo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you doing an echo? Yes, <laughs> I was actually trying to match it word for word. How 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 well did I do? It you were like a echo. couple seconds behind her. Okay. So I wasn't that bad. Now, now, in the chat room, Samantha says that she feels that new starlight symbol and old starlight symbol are very different. But to yeah. me, new starlight symbol and old starlight symbol are very similar. You turn old starlight symbol upside down and make the big star purple instead of yellow, and it's the same symbol to me. But I'm also, since Starlight said that she was the one with the power to remove people's cutie marks, I'm kind of wondering how her symbol indicates that. Because Most are wondering like, that too. But they're sort I mean, of open to interpretation with their symbols sometimes in the G4 line. Yeah. I mean, as they have been with a lot of the other lines too. Well, I mean, I, su- I suppose it's also like, okay, Fleur de Lis has Fleur de Lis for, for her cutie mark. What's her special talent? Being fancy. Yep. Being fancy. <laughs> Being French, um, I don't know. <laughs> would be awesome yeah, if she um, was like Joan of Arc, but we can't yeah. have everything. Yeah, that's true. Because that, that's true. I, actually, when I think of Fleur de Lis, I do think of Joan of Arc more than anything else. Um, I used to have a really great book about Joan of Arc. I wonder what happened to it. Um, but... Uh, I suppose one could argue that the blue part of Starlight's cutie mark is the magic tearing a cutie mark off of someone. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Mm. How would you even figure out that that's your talent? Like, how do you first figure that out, that that's your special talent, is stealing people's power from them? I don't quite think that's her special talent. Yeah, I think 
um, I know we're jumping ahead again. Um, I I think we're gonna see her again this season. I really think we are. Oh, sorry. There's a major storm outside, and I just heard a huge boom. Close right, to the well, house. we should probably we should probably let you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go before. Somebody, did somebody piss off a god? Did you piss somebody off my? And I should actually get going because they're asking for a lot. They're asking for overtime this week, and they're asking for mandatory ten-hour days. And I and I uh, haven't done that. And I haven't done that since before the procedure. So, okay, well then I will I will let off. you guys go. I've got a very demanding toddler who really <laughs> wants my attention. Oh uh, well, so, um, yep. You better take care of that. Yeah. Well, I have a bed that's calling out to me. So. Okay. Um, we'll talk I'll to you guys next week then. I'll go ahead and change um, the episode information for next week. Um, we'll just continue this week's discussion. Okay. okay. How does that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Keep a break. Because I do want to discuss the first two episodes, the first three episodes. Okay. okay I will try to, to 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 download those episodes and get caught up. Okay. So, till next week, Pony Night Nights. Pony Night Nights. Night Night. Night Night. Is that it? Are we alone? <sighs> well, till next week, happy pony hunting and keep an eye out for Starlight. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>